the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Fill the Funnel Fridays. It's your host, Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. Um, what the, the topic that we have today is just a crazy common one that comes out. Anybody who's trying to do outbound selling is what exactly can I do to master the three common most types of, of objections? Um, these aren't rejections. These are objections that you receive. Um, now, we're, we totally understand. It's clear that the majority of time people object not because they don't want your service, don't need your service, don't have a pain that you can address or anything like that. A lot of times it's a knee jerk reaction because they're either afraid that they're going to be sold or tricked into something, or they're just flat out annoyed with your outreach. (laughs) You know, and no matter how good your outreach is, how much it works and how many meetings you pop up every month, um, you're going to annoy some people. It's just, it's just part of the biz, right? Um, so, uh, with that said, I'm going to tell a really quick story of something I saw today on, uh, one of my colleagues sales communities. It was all about the craziest rejection objection that, that they've heard where one guy, he was a director of marketing at a big company. Um, he got a, a, a outreach from a SDR that is apparently really good at her job and is usually at the top of the leaderboard all the time and is very polite and, and kind. And he decided, get this, he decided, Tom, that he was going to respond back. So he replied back to Jen, Jenny, as they call her. Um, and he added all 700 people of the employees' company and in the headers, like as a reply and said all of these scathing things about Jenny and her outreach and saying how doing the referral approach is in as dishonest and I'll never respond to her because of blah, 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 blah. And so it was literally like a, you know, 200 word email about all the reasons why Jenny sucks and, uh, and you know, she shouldn't get it. So right. the, the thing is, this guy was fucking mad crazy. <laughs> Have you ever got anything like that? Huh? That's crazy. Um, I've never had somebody do that. Um, you know, there, there's been a lot of people that have not handled objections very well, or even sales outreach, right? We see it all the time. People blast people on LinkedIn. They, they act like, you know, we're just the worst profession in the world because how dare us, you know, and us asking you questions or reaching out to you. But I've never seen it get like, CC to all 700 people in a company and go that route. Um, that's just, that's incredible. I can't imagine. That's, that's ruthless. Like imagine how much he had to pay for contacts. Like what the hell was he using? <laughs> that's, that's pretty rough, man. That's, that's crazy. Really crazy. Yeah. So, so like um, the, the fact of the matter is, is that you're going to get objections. And uh, a lot of times, like I said, they're, they're, they're from fear. They're from somebody's just a prick. Uh, like, yeah. you know, what can you do? Um, cause that is extremely excessive. Even if Jenny was the worst SDR and doing the stupidest things, that is just so extreme. I would never advocate doing that. And please, as you folks get promoted and move on in your career, never do that to somebody. It's not a good look. Nobody deserves that. And, and just so you know, some side note, that person actually got chased from her job and is now in customer success. So that person rejecting literally chased her away from her job. That's, that's horrible. Yeah. But, um, so just want to start there. Don't worry. You're not alone. 
there's worse things that can happen getting heard no. But um, let's talk about now the three most common type of objections. So what are the ones that you hear, Tom? What are the three most common ones that you hear when you're out there prospecting every day? Oh, you know, the most common uh, fun ones, right? Not now, right? Hey, I'm good. Call me back in six months or whatever timeline they want to give you. It's just not a, a now thing. Number two, send more yep. information, right? Hey, can you send me something? I don't have a lot of time. Um, just send me something in my email and we'll chat. Or uh, number three, which is we're all set. We already have a solution. Um, everything's okay, right? We're, we're not interested. Those are probably in the 15 years I've been doing this or what they come down to is those three um, that you'll typically hear because those are just the easy ones, right? Those are the knee-jerk reactions that people throw out. Not now. A lot of times SDRs get stuck there. They don't know how to really push back on that one. Send more information. Okay. And, you know, you already have a solution. If you already have a solution, that one gets everybody all the time. Like, now what do I do, right? They're already, they already got something. And it's like, you got to understand, you're calling somebody out of the blue, trying to educate them and, and convince them to take action to change the system that they're using or solution they have right now, right? Maybe you got a stapler in your office right now. I want to call you and try to convince you to get this stapler, right? Yep. You already have the stapler. That's I hope you do. But how do we get you to get this stapler? You know, not the one you're using. Yeah. So that and that's okay. So those those are the top three. I'm gonna kind of work backwards here. Let's start with the third one because when you're talking about the stapler, um, I hear this objection from sales reps all the time where they're trying to like they're trying to say, hey, well, how am I supposed to crack this when they already have a vendor? And and it's it's that you know that feeling, Tom, like that defeatist feeling where you're like, I keep trying, but everybody keeps telling me they're all set, like they have it. Right. Yeah. This this is a matter of planning. If, if you're if you know that you're selling a product that other people already have. So if you're selling a sales engagement tool to people who already have sales engagement tools or you're selling a microphone to people who already have microphones, then do you sell as if, hey, here, do you sell as if, hey, you should try sales engagement tool? No, right. You want to sell on the value of, of the tool, right? Like they know that there's a pain. That's why they have the problem, the, the solution already, which you already, what people don't understand is that's actually speeding up your sales cycle. Now you're already past the awareness problem. Good. Right. They already are there. That's, I don't have to sell you on, on, on convincing you that have a, you have a problem. You already aware of that and you've already made a buying decision to bring something in. Right. So good to you. Now I want to talk about why that solution, what was it about that one or why do you like it or are you solving these with it, right? And diving into that, but you don't need to sell on the need of an SCP. You just need to sell on the value of yours. Yeah, well, and this is the key, right? Is that it's it's um, it's selling the value and the differentiating factors, right? Um if you're in the space and you're competing with other tools and you know that somebody, as an example, if I'm sales loft, am I going up, uh, up against people who use outreach, then I yeah. know exactly what my tool does better than outreach. And I know exactly what people like might, uh, might like more about outreach than sales loft. Right. So coming to that meeting prepared, coming to that call prepared and understanding how to kind of move against those objections you're all set. Well, you want to pre actually preempt that objection for one. You want to make sure that people are crystal clear that you know they use outreach, that uh, 
you know exactly what the pain points people have of that. And that when you're selling sales loft, you're, you're coming with some value creation there of telling them how to think differently about sales engagement and how sales loft thinks differently about it. Right. So they have to really think about that and come prepared. But if you get that objection, anyhow, how do you respond? Like, what do you say? If I'm, if you're calling me, Tom, and I'm saying, you know what, I already have a solution. I already have outreach. Um, what are you going to say? I want to dive into it, right? I want to ask the right questions. Um, you know, I'm not going to handle your objection, right? There's no handling, but now you've piqued my curiosity and now I want to dive into this with you. And if you've got a few minutes, Jeff, like how are, you know, how long have you been using that solution? Well, yeah. I've been using it for this long, right? And what challenges do you still see happening with that tool? Do you have any now or has it really been able to fix, you know, what led you to that decision in the first place, right? right. Why did you get, you know, outreach? Well, what right. was that like? Well, months ago, we were having issues with our email, this and that. So we got into this tool, right? We're just going to have natural dialogue. And then I'm going to be prepared with selling the value um, by switching over to my solution. What's the real value, which is probably two concrete points as to why sales loft is better than outreach or outreach is better to sales loft, Right. Mm -hmm. Mentioning current customers that have moved from my solutions, right? You want to go back to finding out why people move. You have people in your pipeline now that have closed that were on outreach and are now on yours. So dive into that data, right? So you can come to the call. But I'm just going to dive into the value of you and, and trying to talk about asking you leading questions that I know outreach doesn't do. And I think right. people don't know what leading questions are. And that's where a lot of people... There's a difference in leading questions and just discovery questions, right? Leading question is an actual intent to go somewhere, you know, where you already know the answer. You're just leading them to that water hole so they know they're going to answer. And so you want to have conversations like that because you know the weaknesses of your competitor, right? You know where they struggle and where you're better. There's a reason you exist and they exist in the market. And why is that? Right. Um, you know, and dive into that. And then just really, you know, try to understand why you don't want to switch products. A lot of times people don't understand that, you know, there's a buying decision that takes place and there maybe was a referral, maybe there's a long contract. Um, but you want to dive into some of that, right? Um, how long are you with them? Well, I'm with them for the next two years. Well, you know, I can't really pull that contract from you, right? What else can I do? I can't really sell that, right? You're, you're locked in for two years, but if you're like, Oh, I'm out in three months. Well, great. Let's talk, right? Let's see what you're doing and evaluating again, um, because maybe it's not the best tool for you right now. Right. Yeah, no, totally. And and so the, the key there is what you're saying is that you're you're basically accepting the fact that, yeah, you do. You are using a competitor, a competitor tool. You're aligning them around the goals that they're actually trying to uh, to achieve. And then you're moving on to the uh, a further conversation around said goals. Yeah. And so you're kind of, you're moving them away from the concept, not, not rejecting their objection. You're not right. saying, no, you're stupid. Like outreach sucks or sales right. off sucks or whatever. Right. Um, you're accepting. Yeah. Awesome. You have a great tool. Like, you know, so many companies choose that tool because of such and such and such. What we found was that they they find this particular thing a challenge, really? um, and and I'm curious how you overcome that challenge at so and so company. Right, and sometimes they may, may may not have it. Right, hey, we haven't experienced that yet. We're actually really good. It works really well. Then that's okay. Right, the end of the day, what too many people do is they're trying to sell somebody, and that's yeah. not what we're here to do. We're just trying to make connections. 
I picked a company I work for because I love what I sell, but it's not meant for everybody, right? That's okay. Um, but how can I help you in general? And if I know a weakness of my competitor, then I definitely want to like help you be aware of that. I'm the expert in this industry. I'm the, just like you as digital marketing director, know your world as well as you do. I know the prospecting world. I know my, my competitors. I know my clients. I know the challenges they go through. Are you experiencing this? No, I'm not. Or, you know, yeah, we are. Okay. Then I think 30 minutes would be valuable for you to just see how our solution does overcome that because the 80% that you're getting out of this is great, but that 20% seems to be hurting you pretty bad and we can fix that. Right. So hear me out. Let us show you what we can do. Um, and then you just got to get them confident in, in switching products. A lot of times it's just, people don't want to switch. Yeah. I know you and I like, I don't like to switch tools. It's a pain in the ass. Even if something is better, sometimes it's just a matter of, I don't want to make the move. I don't want to get my team bought into a whole new thing. So it's our job to educate, alleviate, and just, you know, lead with that research and relevancy with them to make them feel good about that choice. Totally. Um, yeah. And, and so that kind of speaks to, um, so on that same note, I mean, the other two objections, in my opinion, I don't know about you, but I find not, not right now and send info is kind of very similar, like those same objections. Um, and so what I see is that if we're saying not now or send info, they both mean that right now I don't, I have not heard value from you that enough to actually want to do something today. Right. So send info is kind of like a blow off. Normally it's that I don't understand what this is. I maybe don't want to hear it, but I'm curious. You have my curiosity peaked at least. So I want to learn something. Not now is kind of the same thing as like, Hey, you know what? Something about what you're saying sounds a little bit appealing to me, but I'm just not ready for it right now. Um, So the way that uh, we typically deal with this is we, again, we accept what's going on. Totally understand. I caught you. I called you out of the blue. Maybe now is not the right time. hundred percent. Um, what, why I, the reason I called is for such and such and such and such this reason. So something you found in your pre-call research, something, some reason that answers why them and why now. Yeah. Right. And then we want to move on and say, okay, so you want some more information. Um, here are the specific things that we help out with and our solution helps out with. Um, Name one, name two, name three. Um, Which of the three are the greatest priority for you right now? Mm. Right. What, which of the three are the greatest priority for you right now? Okay. So name two was the, was the, was the thing that you're having the issue with the most. Can you tell me, what is the issue right now? Just so I know which, which piece of information to send you. Okay. And then at that point, you should be able to actually open up a dialogue if they are just like trying to blow you off and they're just, you know, steadfast, which does happen. Right. Tom, like probably two yeah. to three times, they're going to be just like, nope, shut up, whatever. But that'll at least open up the dialogue and you can have a meaningful conversation about what their challenges are today. That's good. I like that one a lot. Right. Yeah. How would you take that same concept and put it on to um, not now, Tom? Like that same idea. Well, you know, with not now, right, is the same type of dialogue of, you know, what is a priority for you right now? 
right? I always tend to ask, hey, that's fine. That is not, you know, what is the priority for you right now? What are you? Maybe somebody in my network might be able to help you out. Um, I would love to share, you know, somebody I know that could maybe facilitate that, right? Um, and then you find out that that not now might be something else you can solve, right? And you're like, oh, that's that's a great, you know, I've stumbled into that numerous times where it wasn't this one element, but then they opened up this other door and it's like, oh, we do that. And it's like, oh, you do? Yep. Now you have another way. So you find out what is the pain right now. Um, you know, talk to them, dialogue with them, understand what they're going through. Um, and then try to get that conversation to I, my, my worst one is just don't ask what changes now between then. Right. I just think it's stupid. Don't do it. It's no, that, that's a weird question. And people know what you're asking. Yeah. Like, you know, nothing's going to change between then and then. And don't make me feel like an idiot. It's kind of offensive. Um, so you just want to be polite, right? Ask, you know, what is it about now? Um, that is a priority for them. And then, you know, tackle that into the conversation and just keep asking those curiosity questions um, to try to find your lane. And sometimes you might not find it. No, that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, I, I know we could probably talk for three, four episodes straight on just these three objections, let alone like other objections out there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's wrap up time. So just, just as a quick kind of like summary of what we talked about today is, um, uh, prospects are going to reject you. That's part of the sales game. Um, they're going to object to what you have. And a lot of times their objection has more to do with the way they feel about, the, the moment, the way they feel about salespeople, the fear that they have, and maybe even the fact that they're annoyed that you're, you're prospecting to them. And a lot of that creates like a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Now, if it's not though, there are legit reasons for objections. There are legit, like not now, because like you said, Tom, uh, we're on a contract for two years yeah. or, um, you know, we already have a solution. Uh, you know, we don't have any budget. We've spent our budget. We don't have anything till next year. These are legit objections that people have. So to deal with them is first, accept what's going on, accept what they're saying as true. Even if you know it's not true, accept their truth, find something true about it. Um, Realign around the goals and the pain points that you know they are addressing right now. And then move on to a conversation that's based on leading questions, as Tom said, leading questions that lead you to an answer of how to open up a dialogue. That's it for objection handling. Enjoy and happy hunting. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fill the Funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews and tell all your friends about us. Till next time, happy hunting.